Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Aye? You'll find out in VG247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you battle the pole? Like I said, you will find out in this your podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a extremely specific category that we've sort of invented to give the panel something to bicker about for around half an hour of your commute. Uh, for example, this week, I'm asking the panel, what is the best game you've played on your phone? Uh, which is a topic that can be interpreted in loads of ways in a world where cloud gaming allows you to, for example, play Morrowind on your phone, which I've tried doing via xCloud and the experience was abysmal. But regardless, it remains a fact that Morrowind is the best game I've ever played on my phone. Nobody's picked it today, so they're all going to lose. Uh, meaning this time, topic is wide open to abuse, potentially giving an advantage to any ancient old bugger who has a modicum of tech savvy, but hasn't liked anything new for the past 15 years. Mm. Speaking of which, I'm joined today by Editor-in-Chief Tom Ory, uh, Associate Editor Alex Donaldson, and Hello. Staff Writer Connor Macker. How are you guys doing? Hello. Doing good. So uh, we've got Tom back this week. Yay. Oh yeah, he wasn't here last week. Yeah, and we had to do it in Tom's absence while Tom was hunting for the uh, the elusive live podcast that's gone missing. I've Did got loads that? of no, I've but, got loads of um, messages saying, "Tom, we missed you, Tom. Where are you on the podcast?" <laughs> All right, okay. Well, uh, Tom, yeah, what is your pick for this topic that okay. you also devised? Yeah, right. So I've got a little story about this one. <laughs> right. So if you you may know this. But my my sort of estranged dad's family is a circus family. Yeah. Right? So they are, they, they are Chipperfield Circus, which was a big deal back when circuses were big and weren't just like flashing lights and stuff. But when they were, had animals before, they realized that was a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look into Chipperfields if you want some not good stories um but then so i we used to visit this this man now and again um just because he existed i guess so we went to see him on the circus and uh he had various animals that he kept in cages and sort of tanks and stuff so he had spiders in his caravan above the bed not great i didn't love that particularly just there spiders um and he had uh his he had his, his lions that he used to tame Great, love those. Alligators, love those, obviously. Lovely seeing those. Um, bears, you had a few bears. Horses. Um, Where do you keep all of this? In, uh, have you seen the film, the classic cartoon Dumbo? Yeah. Well, they have like carriages that are actually uh, like cages. Yeah. Like that, essentially. Okay. Um, wow. And uh, elephants. Um, but he had this massive, I don't know what you'd call it, a, uh, it looks like a big, a big glass perspex cage, a terrarium, is it? Something like that? A terrarium for snakes. Okay. And it was literally like, imagine like one of the Saw films, but it's like you wake up and you're like in like the worst hellhole of all time and it's full of snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, oh, go in go into this little snake room and have just look at the snake. No, thank you. Massive snakes everywhere, right? Did not want to go in there. Yeah. Snakes. Lots of snakes everywhere, right? Yeah. Do you get where I'm going with this, Jim? Uh, 
Yes. I get where he's going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snakes. Connor. What Snake. do you think Sna- Snakes. So my the best game I've played on a mobile is New Star Soccer. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say, I was quite confused there because it doesn't tell you what you actually said. Yeah, so it's my little ruse. <laughs> yeah. Thought I'd tell you a little story, build it up and then bam. New Star Soccer. So yeah, New Star Soccer uh-huh. is it's like a classic uh, mobile game from. I don't know when I played this. It's like when mobiles became like good, like they had actual games on them, not just Snake and all that crap. Yeah, you know? like two thousand eight. So, something like a while ago. Yeah, so you had a proper screen and you could touch the screen and it was good. So New Star Soccer is a sort of cross between a management sim and uh, like a like a usual a normal football game, but you kind of manage a single player. Um, but you also play as the player with the touchscreen a bit by like it's mostly just kicking balls rather than moving too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really it's one of those like of the era classically sort of addictive. Like it's so easy to play and you just get that little nugget of like oh you've got some some new experience you got some new you got some new money which you can use to upgrade. And this was like because it's all about the player you'd have to level up your sort of happiness as a person and also your bling and all, and your like energies you have to buy houses for yourself you have to buy energy drinks new boots um and do various things to make you better but then perform well to make the team do well so that you do better as a team as well and it's just one of those like super you look at it it's very simple but it's worked brilliantly on a mobile and it's just one of those like before i mean i can't remember it having microtransactions i think it was like a, you buy it um, after you've played it for like half an hour or something, or you get you get to buy it. It was probably like back before mobile games were expensive. It was probably when it was like fifty nine p an app or something like that back in the good days before they all increased in price. Um, but yeah, New Star Soccer. I imagine it. I haven't looked. I imagine it's still going now in some form. It's probably more complicated than it used to be. But back then, it was the perfect mobile game. I almost picked. I might ruin it for someone here. Um, what was that? What was that game where you played as a mobile, as a game studio? Death uh, game, story. Death story. That game is, that story, is an excellent yeah. choice. I hadn't thought of that. That's brilliant. That's the other one. My mobile gaming is quite limited, but that was one I also was obsessed with for a while, just because it had that slight nostalgia. Oh, that's that's quite cool, but also just that just enough management to be sort of engaging without being too complicated. But yeah, New Star yeah. Soccer is the one I went for because. It suits my, like you could just do it just for a few minutes, and also it was football, and I like football. Kairosoft, the developers of uh, of Game Dev Story, sort of have, uh, it's, they just have a thing, right? So they have versions of that theme for anything mm. you can possibly imagine: running a hotel, running a cruise ship. It's so yeah. bizarre that there's not been a really, really good um, game developer, game creation sim game it's not been a really big good one you know like i'm one of those people who has a great fondness for the movies yeah Um, yeah that was a great game and i wish someone would basically make the movies but for games and damn now i really want to install the movies (laughs) i um i reviewed uh a game that was a lot like game dev story uh and it was so memorable that i've forgotten the name of it uh good story jim yeah there's a lot of them on steam but not many that are really like shit hot basically 
Uh, what I liked about the one I reviewed recently that I can't remember the name of was that at some point, like a big company, like a Microsoft analog comes along and offers you uh, a job. And, uh, and you think uh, it's like a pagan men situation where if you accept the job, the game ends. <laughs> so um which i found which i thought was the best bit of the entire game but unfortunately if you turn the job down there was hours and hours of dog shit video game after that <laughs> okay uh connor what have you got for us in what is probably the most predictable pick of all time uh it's pokemon go oh i thought i thought you'd go genshin i was thinking uh, yeah. is it going to be genshin uh, or pokemon go Here's the thing. I think if someone looked at my phone in public and saw me playing Genshin Impact, I'd probably die. <laughs> but like Pokemon Go became such this sort of like amazing big public thing that I reckon if people see you play Pokemon Go, they might be like, oh, you're still playing that? That's that's interesting. But they might not even like bat an eye. But yeah, uh, Pokemon Go, um, a game that really, for the most part, doesn't need explaining just because of how massive it was at a point in time and still is. Uh, it's a, you know, uh, alternate reality game where you walk around and you can catch Pokemon on your phone, uh, based on sort of where you are in the real world. And there are these sort of like meetup points and it's kind of like a social game. And I, like most other people I knew at the time got really, really into it back during its massive sort of like golden era where everyone you saw was playing it and people were walking out in front of cars and getting into trouble and trespassing. It's like when they had to put those warnings out to like, don't go into like lakes if there's one in like a lake or don't go on the railroad if there's one on the railway and stuff back in the early days. That that was a heady day though, those early, early, because that was like um, one of the first big guide things I did on VG247 and... I just remember going out and playing it for hours at a time. I remember like that was the period where when the game first launched, I'm pretty sure it didn't have the thing that sensed when you were driving. And yeah. so many people were just driving around with one hand on their phone. Not me, um, but many, many people <laughs> were doing well, that, that. Well, that's um, kind of what I wanted to talk about because I have such fond memories of those sort of like primordial days of Pokemon Go when they didn't quite have the car detection thing yet because... A lot of me and my friends, full disclosure, don't play phone games a lot. Um, but we got into Pokemon Go because it was just like a kind of massive thing. And it got us, like, meeting up more. That's kind of sad as that sounds. Like, we'd usually no, play, definitely. like, League of Legends or, like, World of Warcraft at home, but, like, on Discord and stuff. But now we were, like, I don't know, going out to drive to, like, Pizza Hut just to meet up. But also we'd all be on our phones playing Pokemon Go and stuff. And it kind of was another reason for us to go and get stuff and go out and meet up, which I think if there's, at least to me, a quality of phone games is that you can actually do them on the go. Mm. You can play them at the train station or on the bus or whatever. Um, And there's one memory that in hindsight is a bit sketch. We were driving around our town. It must have been 1am on a Saturday just because one of our friends had a car and could drive it. Um, Yeah. And we just parked up by, like, a graveyard at 1am because there were a bunch of, like, rare Pokemon there. <laughs> just a bunch of youths sat out in, like, a car by a graveyard with, the, with, like, the lights on on the inside in what must have looked like sketchy drug behaviour or something yeah. or just delinquent, you know, acts occurring. 
it was just a bunch of nerdy kids playing Pokemon Go at a graveyard. It, it speaks to how wholesome it is as well, because as you say, like any other for any other generation, a bunch of teenage lads hanging around the graveyard, something fucking dodgy would be going on. Yeah, some kind of substance, some kind of illegal behaviour. Um, but, I like Pokemon uh, Go because it ruined my walks with my son. We basically uh, <laughs> we had to. We basically thought because he was whinged a lot about going out, walking, like going to town, or whatever. We go right. We can play Pokemon Go. Yeah. On the way, or we're going around a national trust or something. We'll play Pokemon Go. It's fine. We'll look at Pokemon as we go. But the problem is that it made every journey like ten times longer because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, there's a Pokemon. Let's stop for like ten hours, or we try and flick the ball into the Pokemon. Oh, we now we need to get more balls, or we need to get more berries, whatever the hell you have to do. Once and again, one that's slightly off the path, so we have to go and get that Pokemon, even though we've got that one already. What's the point of getting that one? I don't know. Um, I think the greatest thing against Pokemon Go, I would say, as someone who's played a hell of a lot of it, is just that it... (laughs) It's the sort of game where they officially release the device to remove part of the playing of the game, where they release the Pokemon Go Plus, where literally, you know, a device that you wear on your wrist and it buzzes when a Pokemon's nearby or when you're at a Pokestop and you press one button on it and it does the same thing as opening your phone admittedly not exactly the same because you don't have the ability to necessarily feed berries and stuff like that but it attempts to catch the pokemon in the same way and i think that's um it's it's a fabulous game but i think if you when you're looking at it that's the that's the interesting thing is this is a game where they literally sort of gave you a way to play yeah. less <laughs> right but yeah, i assume people that's love people... grinding and farming though isn't it it's... yeah but that's, i assume that's for people who want to like gamify going out for walks and stuff and don't yeah. want to check their phone every five minutes and they can look at their phone when they get to work or get back from their uh their stroll and can be like oh nice i caught so and so and so and so um and you're right that does kind of take away from the social like the actual active playing of the game aspect but it still gets you out and seeing stuff uh one final memory i have of like pokemon go in its heyday is that obviously there are factions of pokemon go or at least there were admittedly i haven't played it in ages because me and my friends just just gave up on seeing each other uh, just, just kind of just play wow now stop stop being wins yeah um <laughs> but like there was this t- there's this group of kids that must have been like four years younger than us that were team red yeah and they'd go to the fucking train station and they always turn it to red and the school was always red and so us a bunch of like still at school but like we're talking like high years like one or two years before going out would it would be just like walking around from like school and stuff and just like get really really pissed about seeing all this like red faction control in pokemon <laughs> go until we found the kids we they were talking about pokemon go and about them being team red in public and i was like oh it's them and i felt a bit weird because they were like actual like 13 year olds and i was like fuck i've just been getting really pissed off at like children for like two months <laughs> but you still kick fuck at them mm. <laughs> so going, leading up to this right? yeah we all got in our car and we trailed them home yeah um so it's like a west side story sort of yeah situation uh once again tom's son has absolutely been roasted on this podcast um he wasn't team red just to be clear i mean, I mean... good um all right, okay. Uh, Pokemon Go is a massive one. Uh, Donaldson, what have you got for us? 
I, I've got my pick is quite similar to Tom's actually. Um, oh yeah, and I, I thought about this a lot, and and I very nearly picked um, an Engage game um, because there was are Sonic. There are a couple. No, because that that Sonic is just a crappy port of the GBA game. Ah. But there were a couple of games that Nokia itself published. There was one called Pathway to Glory that was like a. Uh, a real-time action strategy sort of game that was mm. amazing. Like that was the Engage killer app. It was a brilliant game, um, but I decided not to do that. I decided to pick a a, a a mobile game more in the in the spirit of what I think of as mobile games now, and it's just a game that I have a weird emotional uh, attachment to because of the circumstances under which I sort of played loads of it. So I'll tell that story. So a um, couple of years ago, uh, there was this this virus that was beginning to travel around the world. Yeah. Um, as you might have noticed. And um, we had a lad's holiday, a drinking holiday, booked to go to Poland and just get clattered for four and a half days and then fly home. Um, and at this time... It was the very, very onset of the pandemic, like the very start where it was just on the news and people were like, hmm, this is, don't know how this is going to go. You know, this is interesting. There's this thing out of China. And uh, we looked at the cases and we were like, well, there's like 200 cases in the UK. There's only about (laughs) 40 cases in Poland. So we were like, because our partners obviously were going, we don't think you should go. (laughs) Um, being idiot, stubborn men, we didn't listen to the wiser women and said, you know, there's only 50 cases in Poland. We're theoretically safer in Poland than we are at home. Um, <laughs> so we got on a plane and we flew to Poland. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we, we land in Poland, we check into our hotel and our Airbnb and we go out drinking and it's about probably about 11 p.m. midnight when everybody's phone, we're in a bar that's full of foreigners and everybody's phone goes off at once. And it's a text message from the Polish government that tells us that they're closing the borders and we only have about 36 hours to leave the country before the borders are closed and then we're stuck. Uh, This is the first night. So we've flown, landed, (laughs) had dinner in a steakhouse, (laughs) gone on the lash and halfway through the session... Um, this this message is coming, and in classic British fashion, this this pub full of drunk tourists and stag and hen groups and stuff like that. Um, the DJ put on that. Um, what is that song? Baby, give it up, give it up. Whatever that song's called. Yeah. The DJ played that song, and I just remember the British people were all chanting, "Na na 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 na." going home, going home, we're not going home um, <laughs> after getting this text message. Um, and we were like, well, that's tomorrow's problem. What are we going to do? So we carried on drinking. And then I just remember, wait, I just remember never in my life have I woke up, bought up right with a gripped by terror. Um, but yeah. this is what happened on that occasion. Half five in the morning, I probably only had two hours of sleep. I sat bought up right and I was like, oh my God, fuck, we've got to get home. 
Um, <laughs> and I was the one who like then rallied the rest of the group. And some of them were extremely lackadaisical about it to the point where it drove me up the wall. One of the guys at the time, his partner was pregnant. And I was like, if we get stuck here for two months, you are going to miss the birth of your child. <laughs> um, so long story short, yeah, we had to go to the airport and sit around and wait. And we actually missed the deadline, but the Polish government mercifully allowed additional flights to leave after the borders had closed in order to let people get out of the country. But even then, we ended up scattered to the winds. Like, we'd flown from one airport. None of us ended up back at that airport. And, like, of of the six, seven of us, four of us ended up in Bristol. Someone ended up in Scotland. It was a mess. Uh, but everybody got home. But the game in question, to come back around, um, as part of this, we spent 20, 25 hours sitting in an airport with nothing. And I downloaded on a whim a American football game on my phone called Retro Bowl. And much as with Tom's pick, Retro Bowl is a... Um, it's a throwback American football game. So it, it gets its name from Tecmo Bowl, obviously, the the the, yeah. the yeah, NES yeah. Famicom games. Um, and so it's in that style, obviously, modern touchscreen controls, which are just extremely good f- for American football in this format. So it's sort of top, um, not quite top down, sort of slightly tilted view of the pitch, but it means like, so when you're trying to do a, if you're doing a running play, you just tap the player. You want to do the handoff, shovel the ball to at the start. But if you're doing a passing play, you sort of got this beautiful, you drag backwards to create the arc of how far you want to throw. And so you, you can throw ahead. You can, it's actually more nuanced the passing game in retro bowl, this two pound 79, uh, Google Play game than there is in bloody Madden. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, do you know that this is made by the New Style Soccer people? Is it? Yeah. Oh, no wow. way. Well, there yeah, you go. And so, and so, yeah, I mean, I played, so in this airport, it's just a fabulous game. And I think it speaks to how good it is that I was sitting in this airport um, miserable and, you know, the whole airport's just full of people. There's some people, like, screaming at the Ryanair people because they cancel flights and stuff like this, um, getting really stressed. And I was sitting there miserable playing Retro Bowl. And one, it was cheering me up. But two, by the time about an hour had passed, every single one of the other guys had also downloaded Retro Bowl and were also <laughs> in in the process of having a season because also in addition to actually playing the games, you just sort of have the stuff out, like much as similar to what Tom said, you have the sort of out of season stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just really, really good. I still go back to it from time to time. It's excellent. Um, I love a good sort of scrappy arcadey feeling sports game. You know, I'm a big NBA jam person, a big NFL blitz person. I yeah. miss NBA street. I miss FIFA street. Uh, it's like last episode we talked about EA Sports big, right? I wish they would bring that that label back and start doing some of those games again. Um, and this has all of that energy. And it got me through uh, a very, very stressful uh, day and a half where we thought we were going to end up trapped in Poland for months. Um like, because I can't describe how stressful that entire situation was. Like, the flights were cancelled. We well, couldn't yeah. get flights. So we tried to rent a car. We went to, like, four different car rental places. They were all sold out. The last car rental place 
I was literally about to put pen to paper and sign a very expensive lease to drive a car back to the UK. And we got a text that Germany had closed its borders, so we wouldn't have been able to drive through Germany to get back. So we were just abroad right as all the barriers were slamming shut. And it was so weird and it happened so quickly in the sense that when we left, everything was pretty normal. You know, it was a couple of hundred cases here or there. This was the time when um, the, the cruise ship, the Diamond Princess, had the most cases. So that single cruise ship had more cases than any country. And you know while we were in poland but it just things accelerated so quickly and retro bowl kept me sane and so i think when i think of all the mobile games i've played including pokemon go including the final fantasy gacha game that i probably shoveled a thousand pounds or more into in the three four years (laughs) i played it um even when i think about those all of which i enjoyed like that gacha game i don't regret putting money into it because i had a good amount of fun for the money i put into it but um probably didn't put a grand into it but it was a lot um uh, you know i was probably putting like 40 quid a month into it or something jesus and even though i loved all those experiences um retro bowl is the one that just stands out in my mind as as it was the power of mobile gaming because i was in this place where i didn't have good enough i didn't have good enough 4g or 5g for uh for game streaming i didn't have a c you know my my 3ds or switch or steam well there wasn't a steam deck then or anything like that with me i just had my phone and the power of mobile gaming is that i managed to find something to keep me sane i killed probably 15 20 hours on it and it only cost like three pounds <laughs> so retro ball absolutely beautiful story um right i've got to pick something now yeah hold so on, hold it- on. so <laughs> Connor's right. <laughs> right. Pokemon, okay. Pokemon Go uh-huh. feels like he just went, he couldn't be asked with this particularly. What? He just thought, right. <laughs> I just like, what's a mobile game? Pokemon Go. Everyone, everyone knows and Pokemon he, Go. And he, yeah. And Connor he's just goes, gone, right, bang. I'm just going to pick that because I haven't got time for this. It I don't, is, care. It I don't is, care when he was told about it or how long he's had. It's the laziest choice you could possibly make. It is oh, come on, go. perhaps the most well-known choice. Uh, I will admit I've not had many gaming on phone experiences, but that Pokemon Go stands out as one of the best ones. And I would say that, was it lazy? Yes. But it, that doesn't take away from the merit of the pick. Well, does it though? I think no. it might a little bit. I, mean, no. I liked your little stories about how you got together with your friends. That's all lovely. but I mean, that's all true, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> lovely, but still, lazy choice. And then if you're thinking about the next two games, right, which both, I agree, Alex has picked a good game there, right? But mm-hmm. would Alex's game even exist if New Star Saga hadn't existed first? And what he what would he have done in that airport? Here's the with- thing that I would say. Um, it's like you said something that stuck out to me about New Star Saga. You said there's not much in the way of moving. It's all just it's all just about kicking, really, mm-hmm. which is interesting and it's a perfectly reasonable gameplay conceit. However, I put it I put this to you for a control system that works in that way. Soccer, our football, is not the right sport. Whereas the NFL, with its line setup and dropping back and shovel passes and and long passes 
works so perfectly for that structure and that control method and that's okay. what makes retro bowl so good uh right so what i will say is right i think um uh, connor i think you've got uh, just a, a really solid choice there i don't agree with tom's assessment of it being i mean sometimes you just gotta go for the og right and well, it, i mean it is an og in a sense that it, it did basically invent a genre or popularize a genre a very lucrative and uh popular genre of mobile ar game um so it's got a lot of merit what i would say about uh uh tom's and alex's choices is that it's sort of like imagine in some future episode uh the topic is best game where you get to role play life as uh an extremely right-wing possible serial killer and you've both picked a truck simulator game but tom's <laughs> gone euro and alex has gone american and they're pretty much the same or they're a very similar kind of game made by the same people and there's a cigarette paper between them right? i think in that one though you're definitely going with the american truckers well yeah of course so what i would say is that uh i like everyone's choices here and uh nobody's allowed to take this personally when i pick the winner right first mm-hmm. start I want, I want that established but alex's story what? was is brilliant and uh, and i think it's got to go to donaldson this week i had a bloody so. circus in my story <laughs> yeah but it wasn't I, real I, I you made, that, you made all that up and it was but a ruse blood, i did bloody not make any of that up my <laughs> Said, my my father strange a, fu- a fucking the elephant in a cage i don't believe it he, he's from a circus i visited went in the bloody snake pit I've got the rec- I've got the receipt somewhere somewhere in somewhere in the email service of this com- of this company and me sending emails going I might be stuck is there anything the company can do are there any strings that our giant multinational uh, you know corporation <laughs> uh, corporate owners can pull to get me on a flight home. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like how you've gone through this little, by the way. this little sob story about being possibly no, stuck, but wasn't. Wasn't, wasn't a sob story. Actual ab- abandonment issues around a lack of a father, <laughs> and you've just gone. <laughs> you've just gone. No, screw that. Screw it. It's fine. Whatever. Wasn't Alex wasn't has basically a, flexed him spending uh, hundreds, if not thousands, uh, of pounds on a trip to Europe. Alex's wasn't a sob story. Alex was 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 uh, uh, was, a, was a touching story about mm. uh, how he found something in the in in the Google Play Store that kept him and his friends sane for uh, quite quite a harrowing time that we all we all have a collective trauma about in our own way because everyone has their <laughs> their story about the time when the when the entire planet got locked down. And I also really like, I was going to make this point, I also really like how Connor's pick, Pokemon Go, is probably like the direct antithesis of the pandemic in that it actually made millennials go outside. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but Tom, I'm not saying yours was a bad pick. I just, I just, uh, I just think Alex had the better pitch. That's all. Mm. That's all. I don't have to take it personally. Well, I've taken it a bit personally. <laughs> How much did you need more animals? I mean, <laughs> what was missing? There's nothing missing. Unbelievable. Uh, to be clowns. honest, also clowns, clowns as well. Also, you mentioned Dumbo and uh, and uh, particularly Dumbo and Pinocchio are two like really macabre, like quite terrifying Disney films that mm. my granny kept making me watch when I was a five year old and I didn't like it. So. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, you dredged up that man as well. I lived it. 
All right. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what's yours called, Donald? <laughs> Retro Ball. Re- I remembered it. Retro what Ball. What amazing game. Right. Retro Ball is, uh, as we've determined, uh, the best game that Alex has played on his phone. I mean, I think that's pretty indisputable, isn't it? It's going is, in. If, if you want to try it out, by the way, it's on the Google Play Store, it's on the Apple Store, but also quite recently, there is a version playable in a web browser now as well. Well, there we so go. There we nah. go. And it, if you enjoyed the show please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcast it really helps us get the word out uh, we're not just a podcast of course if you'd like to hear more from the team then check out vg247.com for our fantastic news coverage features reviews and game guides thank you so much for listening goodbye